in a month. Terms apply. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. That is really funny. We can't just, we can't do that, though. Are you sure? We just just can't. Hey, what's up? Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM 792 songs. Most stimulating talk. Six o'clock. Nobody's listening. Well, shh. Are you we sure got I can't one. Say that? We got. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> Legally, no. Uh, there are three, three things I think you need to know. Three. Did you feel the prep over here? Uh, I, I have it over here. You have it over there. Can you see it? I see it. I think I see it. Thank you. Uh, first thing that I think you need to know. Uh, number one is that. Oh, it's on. Apparently, yes, they spy in the Trump campaign. Uh, planted by the FBI, what are they reporting on that? Uh, some 73-year-old college professor who's been outed by a whole bunch of different news organizations, Stefan Halper, was paid over four hundred grand over a two-year span to try to infiltrate the Trump campaign and get stuff back to the FBI, looks like. Whoa! Second thing I think you need to know, the Trumps are went on a Twitter storm, a rampage, demanding the FBI be investigated by the DOJ and the DOJ investigate the DOJ which is weird. How can the DOJ investigate itself? You really trust these guys? The number two guy, Rod Rosenstein, actually said, uh, however, that he will. He will uh, today start looking into, which is nice, right? The DOJ will look into uh, the the possibility of the FBI spying on the Trump campaign. Oh, my goodness. Third thing, I think you need to know Unbelievable polling by CBS News. See, this is this is really, really, really uh, crazy, uh, but it's good. When it comes to the economy, sixty-eight percent hold Trump responsible for the good economy. Sixty-eight percent of the people think Trump is is responsible for the good economy. How about this one, real quick too? Who would you vote for? Four four options, a Republican more independent from Trump, a Republican more in line with Trump, a progressive or liberal Democrat, a moderate one. Number one, 34% a Republican more in line with Trump. 23% a moderate Democrat, 22% a progressive Democrat. Number four, 9% just a Republican more independent from Trump. So the biggest amount of voters, 34% said they would actually vote for a Republican more in line with Trump. How about that? Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so it got real this weekend. The Trumpster was on a Twitter tirade. I love it. I love it. Uh, this is this is just awesome. A, uh, a Twitter tirade. Um, because apparently, you know, remember, again, this all goes back to, and I think, did we talk about it? Was it last Monday or last Tuesday? One, one day last week. Um, this all goes back to this this just incredible, I know, this just incredible tweet by the president last year when he said Obama was wiretapping me. And, and it wasn't the wiretapping as much it was spying, but we know what he meant. Of course, the media ignored that, right? They, oh, he's an idiot. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that, blah, 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 blah. Um, is he an informant? What does an informant do? He spies to inform <laughs> back to the FBI. Uh, the New York Times had a great headline. Ready? 
FBI used informant to investigate Russia ties to campaign, not to spy, as Trump claims. Really? Really? Not to spy? Okay. Sure, 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 sure. Don't you love it? The New York Times throwing cover. Throwing cover to, um, to the Dems and the FBI and the DOJ and anybody that's not Trump. That's what they were doing. Uh, but it's this, this Cambridge professor, 73-year-old guy who has done this a lot in the past. Apparently he went to college, Bill Clinton, stuff like that. Anyway, he, he was going back uh, to doing this kind of stuff because I guess his father-in-law was involved in intelligence uh, to the 80s. Anyway, um, Stefan Halper, 73, the secret informant. Love they say that. This is from the New York Post. Who met with the Trump campaign advisors, Carter Page and George Papadopoulos, in the summer of 2016. He was trying to befriend them. He was trying to get close to them to try to find out stuff, which isn't that what, like, intelligence, human intelligence does? Like, if we send someone from the CIA over Middle East, to the Middle East to try to infiltrate some kind of a terrorist spy ring, that, it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing. So, the Trumpster tweeted out, if the FBI or DOJ was infiltrating a campaign for the benefit of another campaign, that is a really big deal. He was all over it. He started, I woke up Saturday and Sunday, and there's like a gazillion tweets, and I'm like, holy smokes. He was mad, and he should be mad. He should be mad. Apparently, Stephen Halper sat down with Carter Page starting in early J- July 2016. And this goes against everything. Liar Jim Comey had to say. See, Liar Jim Comey, in his, in his awesome book and public statements, said the FBI's investigation into Trump and the Trump campaign began at the end of July of 2016. Yet at the beginning of July 2016 is when this Stephen Halper sat down with Carter Page, who was a little minion or something like that. I mean, he sounds bad. A, a little, a little uh, just a, a little person, of not, not of utmost importance in the Trump campaign. So why is this spy who has done work for the FBI in the past? Why is he doing this in the beginning of July when the FBI didn't start investigating until the end of July? Because Jim Comey lied again. When did this start? Did this start maybe even like, I don't know, the second Trump came down the escalator? Maybe it started, maybe the FBI started looking at Trump even before that. When he was hinting at it, when he'd go on Fox and Friends every single week. Maybe. Huh. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's a lot to go on here. A lot to go on here. Um, sources close to George Papadopoulos told NBC News. Again, he's another one. So this guy was trying to cozy up to Papadopoulos. And he, you want to you know my, my hypothesis here? So you have this uh, this guy, this 73-year-old, right? You have Obama and the Dems and John Brennan of the CIA wigging out, right? Yep, they are, they are wigging out, and they are freaking out, and they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this Trump guy. Maybe they know somehow, some way, Trump will just do something. He's the ultimate outsider, whatever it is. Maybe they didn't take him seriously. Maybe they took him more seriously than, than we even imagined. I don't know, right? I don't know. But were they doing this with all the candidates? You know, what did Obama know and when did he know it? Because he's the one, he was the president. You don't think that he knew about this? You don't think Loretta Lynch, John Brennan, Jim Comey, they all knew about this. 
And they all were in, in, you know, obviously direct contact with Obama like every single day. You don't think that this was talked about? Get out of here. No way. No way. And if Obama caught wind of this, why wouldn't he say knock it off? Except that he wanted it to happen. So anyway, here's my take on this. So you have this guy who has done work for the FBI in the past, is told by the FBI, uh, get on it, start to find out some stuff. And he starts fishing around with some lower level Trump people that may say something stupid to try to act like big shots, right? Try to act like a big man on campus. Then he can go back to the FBI and say, ah, yeah, I got this out of them. And the FBI can go to a FISA judge and say, hey, we have evidence. One of our informants who is a spy, I mean, obviously it's a spy, an informant is a spy, a spy is an informant. One of our informants or a spy heard someone involved in the Trump campaign saying they knew something about Hillary's emails. They knew something about this. They knew something. That's what this was used for. One of our guys needs to, needs to get something, milk something out of them. Maybe that's why he planted the conversation. Why in the world would the ambassador, uh, the Australian ambassador, Alexander Downer, who has cut a 20 or $25 million check to the Clinton Foundation, by the way, why would he be hanging out with a low, really low-level um, uh, a Trump person in, in the Papadopoulos? Why would he be hanging out with that guy? And, and uh, you know, and somebody told the Papadopoulos guy, some random person, oh, yeah, I heard that uh, the Russians got Hillary's emails. This guy's getting loaded, wants to act like a big man on campus. Hey! Heard that Hillary, uh, her emails, Russia has them, right? Russia has them. And then he goes back and says this, and then they have, maybe that wasn't even good enough, which is why they had to use the fake dossier. But this was all used, in my estimation, to try to get um, permission, legal permission, to spy on the Trump campaign. And they never thought it would ever come out because they thought Hillary would win in a landslide. Because if Hillary's president, none of this is happening right now. None of this is happening right now. Zero, zip, zilch. Are you with me? <laughs> you snowing informer. Never liked that song. Thought he was a wannabe Vanilla Ice. And Vanilla Ice was a wannabe artist. So what does that make? Informer. Snow. Whatever. So uh, this this was uh, this is what's going on. I mean, the story that I read from the Washington Post early Saturday morning: secret FBI source for Russia investigation met with three Trump advisors during the campaign. Not one, but two, but three: Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, and then some guy in Virginia that you've never heard of. Also, jeez. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think Clovis is that. What, I, I forget the name. Any. It, Yes, this is exactly what's going on. Exactly what's going on. And he had somehow Sam Clovis. He was the Trump co-chairman. So uh, apparently in, in, um, in the late summer of uh, 2016, this, this professor met with Sam Clovis for coffee in Northern Virginia, offering to provide foreign policy expertise to the Trump effort. And then in September, that's when this guy reached out September of uh, 2016. This, uh, this spy... Stefan Helper reached out to George Papadopoulos, an unpaid foreign policy advisor for the campaign, inviting him to London to do work on a research paper. Said, I'll give you three grand for this. It's all there. It's all there. And these people are running scared right now. As a matter of fact, I got to get to what John Brennan said as well. Does it make sense? Is this confusing? Does it make nothing? I mean, they know who this person is who tried infiltrating to get info to then give it back to the FBI. So the FBI, in my estimation, it seems obvious, would then be able to get a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. Maybe the Trumpster himself to try to get dirt. 
And, and this is what's crazy. Ryan and I, really quick, we're talking about this before the show. And Ryan's like, I'm embarrassed. Like, people want to say they're embarrassed at Trump. I'm embarrassed that this is what our country has become. We had one crazed, power-hungry political party in the Democrats and one nut, Obama, who was turning this country into a freaking banana republic, a third-world dictatorship, who was actually using our intelligence agencies to spy on the other political party to stay in power. That's embarrassing. We're supposed to be above that. Remember the whole thing? We're supposed to have a, 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 a transition of power. That's what we do. That's what separates us from the rest of the world. Obama said, we're transitioning from me to Trump. You might not agree with it, but that's what we do, and that's what happens, and blah, 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 blah. Dude, these guys are caught red-handed. They, are, they were trying to literally turn us into a banana republic. They were using, they weaponized the FBI, the CIA, you name it, to try to keep the other side down, which is what happens in Venezuela, which is what we we saw over the weekend with uh, with with that Maduro, yeah, Maduro winning, Oof. where he's trying to tell go vote, go vote, and people are literally trying to just boycott the vote because they know it's one sided and fixed, which is exactly what the Democrats and Obama tried to do. And it's about damn time that somebody says to Obama, I think he should be subpoenaed. By the way, I think he needs to be questioned. Oh, he he needs to be investigated. What did you know, and when did you know it? Because if you think that everybody knew it but him, you're crazy. Well, you need to get his his old cronies that he put into their office out first, because I think they'll 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 somehow spin it and back and it'll be a close. Well, a lot of them are off out. You, you, got, you got Jim Comey, you got you got yeah. uh, John Brennan, you got all these Loretta Lynch, you got all these people. I mean, and then the people under them with the same mentality. Yeah, I know. Yep, that that's the the complete and total deep state. So this is a huge story that has come out. A huge story. And you know, we'll get to what John Brennan said. You know who was quiet about this. We'll get to all that. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's all, it's getting real. And this would never have happened if Trump didn't get in there. This is another reason as to why they never wanted Trump to win. Because Trump was going to, he was going to shine a light and expose all this crap. All the lies that the Flakes and the McCains and all these establishment politicians for years said this is why we're great. This is what separates us from the dictatorships and the this and the that. I mean, where's Je- Jeff Flake should be screaming. You know what? I'm glad that Trump said this now because, yes, what what the Democrats and Obama tried to do, what they tried to do was exactly what happens in these dictatorships that he claims that Trump is, is just like. But you know what? Jeff Flake is a phony, phony piece of garbage. He tweeted out nine hours ago that he is um, he's proud of his son, Dallin. Because he got a call to serve a Spanish-speaking mission for their church for the next two years. That's it. That's it. Nothing about the... Anyway, we'll get to all this. Don't go anywhere. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. What's up? 642. Three things I think you need to know. Let's, we got we to gotta adjust some stuff. Number one, it looks like, well, we know the, uh, the FBI spy, the New York Times calls him an informant, which is exactly what a spy does. Uh, it turns out it's a 73-year-old uh, Cambridge professor named Stephen Halper who's paid over 400 grand over two years to do a lot of things, including spy on the Trump campaign. And the Trumpster yesterday on Twitter basically said, I'm going to order the, the Department of Justice to investigate the DOJ and the FBI basically spying, infiltrating on my campaign. And Rosenstein, number two at the, F- at the DOJ, said, we'll do it. We'll do it. We're on it. We'll do it. So we'll see what comes of that, right? We'll see what comes of that. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, Allie Miller, Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller, and she should block out all the noise uh, from a bunch of morons that lie, literally lie. I, 
I very rarely read it, but the, the, the local dude in the goofy hat that writes in local paper started to try to rip Allie Miller like, constituents can only hear no for so long when it comes to the roads. Constituents are sick and tired of money being wasted. Why don't you rip into that? Dude, that guy's just either dumb or part of the regime or corrupt or fake news. Or I mean, you, you tell me you're either dumb because you just don't get it. Uh, or you're just uh, you're a Bud Foster mouthpiece. Which one is it? Anyway, Allie Miller put on Facebook, a constituent contacted her, a contractor, and told her all the pipes in the Golden Pins bowling alley are rotten. They used cast iron pipes in the 50s. The bowling alley was built in 1950. She said, "My from my research, it appears they rust out. And remember the locked file on the sewer? So she's digging in for more. On top of that, this contractor worked on that bowling alley. So there you go. Who overpays above appraisal value for a place that has asbestos and rotten pipes? Chuck Huckleberry. What a joke. What a this is a major situation going on down here. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is that uh, the polling is simply fantastic for the Trumpster. 68 and CBS News. CBS man, where they literally if you look at the actual breakdown of the uh, the the who they who they asked, um, forty one percent in this in this poll said they are strongly against Trump. Period. Twenty two percent said they are a strong Trump supporter. Trump supporter. That's it. Basically, fifty eight percent against Trump, forty two percent somewhat w- uh, with Trump in this poll. Yet sixty eight percent give him credit for a good economy. Sixty eight percent give him credit for a good economy. How about that? Matter of fact, 42% are optimistic about the economy for themselves in the next year or two. 33% pessimistic. So they are they are purposely polling more anti-Trump people, yet he is doing well in the polls. Blue wave? Eh. Three things I think you need to know. Um, now, I got a great email. Um... And can we get we got to get some McCain and Flake ready. I, I think I got to I got to find that. Uh, but this stuff we were talking about earlier, yeah, uh, that that's kind of it. Um, hang on, I got this great email from Dan Rod Rosenstein. Allegedly went to Paul Ryan. Remember that he's right to ask that the intelligence that became the Nunez memo not be released. Now John Brennan is asking Paul Ryan to stop this investigation through Twitter. There's no more alleged, I guess. The house of cards has crumbled, and it is all exposed now. Damn right, dude. Why would he, why, why would he do that over Twitter, though, where everybody could see? Why I not? I think he's trying to control the narrative. Mm. Just okay. like Trump does. Okay. okay. All right. You know, get people talking to change the subject. You know, give uh, give Mika and Joe and, uh, you know, CNN talking points. So he's I trying think. to build a case for obstruction or something like that. I, I, I just I just think he's trying to make or it seem. Before. I think make, make the narrative that Trump is crazy and this is stupid and blah, 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 blah. It needs to be reeled in. What is wrong with you guys? Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. I see. Right? Yeah. Do you remember um, when John McCain went across the pond and it was right after Trump was inaugurated, right? And McCain goes there. And says like the world is uh, is 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 dangerous. Do you remember that? Um, this is a very dangerous time. Blah 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 blah. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. And and I'm I'm telling you what, it's remarkable 
how he could go out there. All these guys did was say this stuff to, again, do what? Drive the narrative. Drive the storyline. Drive the headlines. Because they knew that Trump was going to uncover all of this stuff. He was going to uncover it. Right? It, it really is remarkable. He was, he was mad. He was mad. And he was trying to paint the picture that Trump was going to basically destroy the world. I have it right here. Um, it, it, this is what he was saying. Let me hang on. I'm going to put it in the in the in the log for you. This is what John McCain said, and I believe this was. Hang on. Let me just double click it. Uh, February 19th, like a month after, not even just about a month after uh, Trump was inaugurated, he went over to Europe and and said, uh, "Here, play, play that. Here we go." In the four day four decades I have attended this conference, mm-hmm. I cannot recall a year where its purpose was more necessary or more important than this panel is going to ask us to consider whether the West will survive. In recent years, this question would invite accusations of hyperbole and alarmism, not this year. Mm -mm. If ever there was a time to treat this question with a deadly seriousness, it is now. Will the world survive? Again, this, this is what it is. Trying to make it as if Trump is going to end everything because they were they were worried that they weren't worried Trump was going to destroy the world, destroy the West. They weren't even worried that Trump was going to destroy the globalism that they created, that John McCain and his buddies created on both sides of the aisle, by the way. They were worried that Trump was going to expose. These politicians that have done this for decades. Some are are still there, like McCain. Some have come and gone, like Teddy Kennedy and the rest of them. Some were just getting their hands a little bit dirty. I predict, like Flake, like Rubio, like Paul Ryan, like McConnell, all these guys, they were worried that Trump was going to do this. So what's the only way to stop them? It's with public opinion. And if we convince enough people that Trump is crazy and he's a threat and he's a danger then no matter what he says, no matter how true it may be, you can't believe him. You can't believe him. You shouldn't believe him. You're crazy if you believe him. And they tried really, really hard about that. Really, really hard to drive that home. And obviously, it's not working. It's not working. Everything that we thought but we couldn't prove, everything that we didn't want to believe, is happening. It's all happening. And I'm telling you, guys like John McCain, guys like Jeff Flake, all these people, again, it's both sides of the aisle. They've been doing this for so long, and now it's about to end. I mean, it is getting close. I, I, I can't guarantee people go to prison. Nobody can guarantee that. And I know it's what people want, and I get it. But I don't think, I mean, I know, listen, I'm 41, but never in my lifetime have I seen the establishment. Never, Not in the past 10 years, 20 years, have I seen the establishment so worried, so scared. And this is what's going on right now. I mean, thank God this guy won. Thank God you voted for him and I voted for him. 
Because we would still, can you imagine if Hillary was in there? Holy smokes. If Hillary was still there, this would continue. It'd be, it'd be even worse. Even worse. So Trump's just blowing it all up. And you know what? Good. Even if, God forbid, it's only a, a four-year term. Blow it all up, dude. Expose it all. Because they might have money, they might have some power, but there's still more of us. And even though they tried to rig the election, which obviously they did, they literally put a spy in the campaign. They put a spy in there to try to get some information to relay that so they could legally spy on the campaign. We still had enough votes to get the good guy in there. Play, uh, play one more. This is uh, McCain on the wiretapping. Here we go. I love this. President Trump has to provide the American people, not just the Intelligence Committee, but the American people with evidence that uh, his predecessor, former President of the United States, was guilty of breaking the law mm-hmm. because our Director of National Intelligence, General Clapper, testified that there was absolutely no truth well, to that believe it. allegation. So uh, I, I think mm-hmm. the president has one of two choices, either retract or to provide the information that the American people deserve. Because if his predecessor violated the law, President Obama violated the law, we've got a serious issue here, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> As if he didn't know it. As if he didn't know it. The guy that was sent to go get the dossier. Hey, McCain, pick this up for us, buddy. Can't let this guy win. Mm-hmm. Or maybe McCain was a useful idiot, and the Dems were going to do it anyway. I mean, remember, Comey already had the dossier, right? Maybe the Dems just wanted to get McCain involved because let him take uh, take the fall or do something, somehow be involved legitimacy in that Because he's a Republican? Legitimacy, or again, just maybe make him be the bad guy, not them. I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting, though, right? Very interesting. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We have so much to get to this morning. Plus that uh, horrific school shooting down in Texas, what Jimmy Kimmel said. My goodness gracious. Do you know what uh, weapons this guy used? Maybe that needs to be in the three. We have 95 things I think you need to know. We'll continue. Coming up, KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Um, Terms apply. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. But you're right. You're absolutely right. 100% right. Hi. I know. It's Monday, May 21st. It is your morning ritual with me. Gary Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk now. Did you miss me over the weekend? I mean, there's a decent chance. There's a decent chance that you missed me. Out, out, out. Or not. Out. But I also missed you. I uh, hope everything is, is well for you. Now, there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one. Man, there's a lot. Uh, number one. Uh, Washington Post. Uh, New York Times. New York Post. Well, the New York Post leaks out of them. Anyway, all these reports over the weekend... That the guy that was uh, paid by the FBI to infiltrate the Trump campaign, a 73-year-old Cambridge professor, not exactly James Bond, huh? He was trying to get on the good side. Uh, it appears some uh, some members of the Trump team, some low-level members, by the way, it appears to do that to try to tell the FBI he knows something and they could use that to then get a legal warrant to spy. But we'll, we'll just have to see. Anyway, the Trumpster freaked out, as he should, over the weekend and tweeted out that basically... He is ordering the FBI or the DOJ to investigate the DOJ and the FBI. 
about any of this. And uh, Rod Rosenstein already said, yep, okay, um, we'll do it. Uh, we'll look into it. We're going to ask the Inspector General, who's coming out of the report anyway, to look into it again. It's good. Nothing happens quickly except for the fact that somebody spies on other people. So that, yeah, anyway. So we have that, which is nice. Um, second thing, a guy's name is Stefan Halper, by the way, according to reports, who was the spy. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Allie Miller tweeted that a, a constituent that is a contractor contacted her. And he, in the past, he or she, I'm assuming he, has done work at that bowling alley, Golden Pins Bowling Alley, that Chuck Huckleberry was given approval of to buy for Pima County. This contractor told Allie, I did work on that, according to her Facebook post. There are cast iron pipes in the bowling alley, because they used that in the 50s. Bowling alley was built in 1950. They rust out, according to Allie Miller. So it looks like the bowling alley's uh, pipes are rotten. So Chuck Huckleberry paid 30, was it 30% over the appraised value for this bowling alley that has asbestos and rotten pipes. Nice. I mean, it's got to be a hookup. It's got to be a friend. There's got to be something there. Why would you pay more? I mean, why would you do that? Third thing that I think you need to know, polling numbers are incredible for the Trumpster. CBS News, they had a poll where they, uh, of course, oversampled Trump haters. I mean, it's right there, Trump haters. Even though they're Trump haters. 68% rate the economy somewhat or very good and attribute it to Trump. 68%. Um. Well, 68% say Trump is responsible for the good economy. Because then you have, yes, you have 20, uh, yes, 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 48, wait, 20 and 40, 64% rate the economy somewhat or very good. And again, 68% say Trump is responsible for it. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, they actually say that uh, they're, they're optimistic. Most are optimistic about the economy and the future. For themselves. How about that? Isn't that incredible? And this is a CBS News poll. Man, oh man, oh man. We'll get more into that. Three things I think you need to know. We'll get back into the Trump stuff as well. Um, however, there was another school shooting, and I didn't even put in the audio. I didn't even know. There was the Billboard Music Awards last night. Kelly Clarkson showed up, and, and uh, she's from Texas, and she was crying, and I get it. And she, she didn't say the words gun control. But she said, there needs to be change. We have to do something. Something needs to change. We need action, action, change. What is that? So, And I got into an argument with my wife. Because my wife was like, well, you don't know what she means. And I, I hate it when my wife is right. And she was right. She was right. But you know. Does, she, does that really mean we need gun control and they just are afraid to say it now because they get ripped? Or does it mean we have to do something? We need action like, hey, you know what? Let's arm the teachers. I doubt it means that. I'm pretty sure it means the first, but I I don't know. I find it uh, I find it a bit interesting. Okay, I find it a bit interesting, but that uh, because now they're changing the wording because they don't want to be publicly mocked. Because then if you you rip them, they'll go. Well, you don't know what they mean. Maybe it works. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm just trying to be nice here, for whatever reason. You okay? Yeah. You got a fever? Maybe. Come here. Maybe, 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 maybe. 
Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's what's going on with uh, with that. And then this shooting happens where this uh, this nut job seventeen year old brings a a shotgun and a thirty eight special a revolver to the school and and uh, kills ten people and wounds well like ten others or something like that. I mean, it's just it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Um, however, it's not the classic assault weapon. You know, ban the AR-15s, stuff like that. Will Dick Sporting Goods now ban shotguns because this happened? Stupid Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, now, gun control. We know that gun control is not needed, just so you know, for the for the record. Santa Fe High School in Santa Fe, Texas, they have a a weapons policy. Do you know what the substitute teacher handbook says? Hmm. Employees, visitors, and students, including those with a license to carry a handgun, are prohibited from bringing firearms, illegal knives, or other weapons onto school premises, a premises or any grounds or building where a school-sponsored activity takes place. The code of conduct for the school district there goes into greater detail. Fireworks of any kind, smoke or stink bombs or any other pyrotechnic device, a razor, box cutter, chain, any other object, in a way threatens or inflicts bodily injury to another person, a look-alike weapon, an air gun or BB gun, ammunition, stun gun, pocket knife, or other any other small knife. All prohibited. All prohibited. So that's what's there. So you sit back and say, why did this happen? What's going on? What, what's go- is, it, is it a girl, right? Is it a girl? Maybe it is a girl. Uh, Ryan pointed out to me a story in the Daily Mail about this. And because uh, one of the girls that he killed, right? One of the girls that this nut job uh, killed said that uh, he does anything to me, I'm going to haunt him. It's almost as if she predicted. It's as if she predicted what would happen. Sh- Shanna Fisher. And I saw a story from her mom. Her mom said uh, the, the killer was dating one of her fr- one of my daughter's friends. But he kept hitting on my daughter, right? Kept hitting on my daughter. Um, but, and she kept rejecting him. She kept rejecting him. So, Shanna Fisher was 16 years old, was shot dead. She was one of the eight students and two teachers shot dead. Apparently, again, her family revealed that um, this guy pestered. He literally just haunted her. For dates, for four months before before she finally stood up to him. She stood up to him a week before the shooting. And I read, I, this is the, the first I've seen the Daily Mail story, but I did read that her mom said that, again, the guy, the, the kid was pestering her and pestering her and pestering her. And I don't want to, I don't want to lump everybody into one, right, into, into one, um, one situation, right, one. I don't want to stereotype everybody because we've all been there in the past where we've wanted, you know, we... We've, we've really liked a girl or a guy in high school and you get rejected and you feel bad. Now I've been rejected and feel bad and you're a teen and you're hormonal and everything else. And you feel like the world's over and you're never going to make it in life. And I get it. Never once did I think I should go shoot everybody. It says here, Shanna Fisher warned her family, quote, if he kills me, I'll haunt him forever. She was so scared of him. She told that to her family. She told that to them two weeks before she was shot dead. She finally stood up to him a week before the shooting and said, cut it out, according to family. Cut it out. Cut it out. Now, we really have no idea as to why. Was it just because of this? 
There are plenty, and here's the thing, there are plenty of people that get rejected, right? Plenty of people that get rejected. How many of them go on murderous rampages? But it just made me think, and maybe I'm overblowing this, maybe it's too much. But he was rejected, right? So he lost. Kids aren't used to losing nowadays. They're not used to rejection. Because they're always protected. This is what I think. They're protected. How'd you do in the soccer game? Well, I don't know, but I got a trophy. I got a trophy just for showing up. You know? There's no learning how to deal when someone doesn't like you. We're all being we're being told what? Be inclusive. You can't not like somebody. And it has nothing to do with the color of their skin or their religion or their gender or their sex. But maybe it is, maybe it's not, whatever it might be. Even if you're like, I just, you know, I don't want to sit with that person. They don't like they they like different music than me. I'm not into that. You're friends with certain people that you have commonalities with. And you're not friends with others. It doesn't mean you hate them. It's just that's what you you choose to not you choose to not hang out with them, right? Do you think this has something to do with it? The fact that this 17-year-old was rejected? Maybe he was just nutso. I don't know. But maybe also, maybe, maybe he also just didn't know how to deal with that. Because again, the generation of parents that are raising these kids, and let me tell you something, mine's different. I'm going to raise my kid a hell of a lot differently. He's going to know what it's like to lose. He's going to know what it's like to deal with losing. That's how I was raised. You learn to not like it, but you don't learn to, to not, you don't, you don't learn to not, to basically to, you don't learn to, to not be able to live with it. So was this kid just so upset, so mad because he was rejected because he's not used to that stuff? Maybe he played baseball and got always, always got trophies. You know, nowadays kids are always being told to accept, accept, accept. So when they finally rejected, they don't know what to do and they just freaking snap. Is that what it is? This is the stuff that I thought about over the weekend. And by the way, this is how crazy and quick the news cycle is, because this happened during our show on Friday, and I thought we'd talk about it a lot today. And then all of a sudden over the weekend, we have all this spy stuff going on. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, uh, they're, they're, just so you know also, this 17-year-old was not legally allowed to buy a gun. So gun control laws wouldn't have done anything, right? Again, it was a, a handgun and a shotgun. It's a revolver. Um, there's nothing that would have been able to stop this except a guy with a gun or a girl with a gun, a good person with a gun. It's the only thing that would have stopped this. And, and I'm not saying there's going to be rejection. It's going to happen. But is this the thing? And, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to just, Make it a generational thing like that with the snowflakes. But who's raising the snowflakes? The parents. And are they just doing too much? Are we doing too much? And again, I, I don't want to say we because I'm not. But are parents doing too damn much and schools doing too damn much to try to shield kids from rejection and something bad happening to them? And it's a real detriment to them. They're shielding them from the bullying. And it's a real detriment to them because when they have to deal with something that happens like that in real life, they don't know what to do. And I'm not saying every single one of them is going to just grab a gun and shoot a bunch of people. But how are they going to live in life? They have to learn with being rejected. It's going to happen. We're in a free society, right? I think I'm right. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Fred's been hanging on. Welcome, Fred. Welcome to KNST. Hi. 
Hey, Garrett, this is uh, Massapequa Fred. Hello. Oh, Massapequa Fred. You you and Seinfeld. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Listen, I I think what we're doing with this school murder thing is all we're doing is reacting. We're not getting to the root of the problem. We're not uh, doing anything proactively. And I think part of the reason is we're not allowed to stereotype. We're not allowed to profile. We have all this information on these clowns weeks or months before these horrible things happen, and we don't do a damn thing about it because it's not politically correct to stereotype. You can't accuse somebody of being a dangerous person until they actually do something. So that's it's all reacting to the problem. It's not proactive. Maybe so because they I don't think, want them to feel bad. I mean, that, that's what I. Yeah, you're right, and that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, like uh, yeah. enough is enough. Like stop shielding these kids from bad things happening in the world. The world is a tough place. It's a great place, but it's a tough place, and they have to deal with that, don't they? Right, definitely. And, and you mentioned before stereotyping. We we can't stereotype, but that's what we have to do. Yeah, we have to put. You have to find out if these people are potential problems. We need to do something about it ahead of time, not wait for them to do something like murder 10 people yeah you're, you're you're right i mean don't they tell you if you see something say something but we we saw that with Which, Florida. exactly i know exactly if they, you see something say something but nobody exactly. wants to because then they get painted to be a racist or a this and a that exactly. and it's a bunch of garbage it's a bunch of garbage it's a kind of an unintended consequence of political correctness yeah and there are lots of them too by yep. the way. you're right you're right hey uh fred i appreciate it man thank you very much thank you you too 722, we'll get more of your reaction coming up. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. Garrett Lewis with you, 728. Going to be a nice warm one today, but sunny, 95. Uh, mid to upper 60s, depending on where you are right now. Now, what? What's, what, what's going on? Why? I didn't do anything. Okay. Um, really quick. I want you to hear some of what uh, Jimmy Kimmel had to say yesterday. All right, Friday, after the Texas shooting. Because um, this is very interesting. Number 40, number 40 is what it is. Here we go. Listen to this. Hi. Before we get to our guests and the jokes tonight, I want to take a moment because, as you know, we had another school shooting today, this time in Santa Fe, Texas. At least 10 people were killed. Late night comedy. 10 people are wounded, mostly high school kids. And once again, our leaders are sending their thoughts and prayers. President Trump said he is with the people of Santa Fe in this tragic hour and will be with them forever, except for when it comes time to do something. Then he will not be with them. And neither will any of the congresspeople or governors who don't ever do anything because they're fearful that will hurt them politically. They know the truth. They know this has gone too far, but they're too cowardly to do the right thing. They care more about the support of the NRA than they do about children. So they sit there with their hands mm. in their pockets, pockets that are full of gun money, and they mm. do nothing. They just wait for the outrage to pass right. because it didn't happen to their children. There's only one way to look at this. How would you feel and what would you do if these were your children who were killed today? The truth about our democracy is that the people don't make laws. We vote for those who do. So the least you can do is register to vote. Oh, right there you now. go. I mean, the only way we can make any meaningful impact on this epidemic is to make sure we vote for politicians who will do something. Mm. Our leaders right now seem to think everything is fine. It isn't fine. This kind of thing doesn't happen in countries that have real sensible gun laws. Right. Uh, l- murder is up 44% in London. 
where they're trying to get knife control on top of the gun control. You're, yes, 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 yes. You know, uh, uh, you could almost respect Jimmy Kimmel if he'd say, you know what, I'm sick of these kids getting gunned down and the adults. I'm sick of it. You know what we do to protect ourselves here? Armed security. A lot of it. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel has armed security. Why can't he just say, why don't you protect the kids the same way that I'm protected and my staff's protected and my audience is protected with people with guns? And I'm sure they get searched and have to go through metal detectors and everything else. But no, 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 no. That's, they see, it's good enough for Jimmy, but it's not good enough for your kids or my kids. That's where Jimmy Kimmel just sucks. He is, he is just, he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Um, what it comes down to, again, is the only way to stop this from happening. You can say you want counselors, this, that, blah, 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 blah. Um, the real way is a good person with a gun. That's it. And again, I'm thinking we need to just stop this whole way of protecting kids. That any They don't know how to deal with rejection. Not all of them. But that, sort of look at with, the, with this. Do they, either they're crazy or they don't know what, what rejection is like. They don't know how to deal with bad things happening in their life. And they freak out. The kid got rejected by a girl. And then he shot everybody in school. We need to let kids realize the world is going to throw you some curveballs. you got to learn how to deal with it, don't we? Anyway, we'll have more on this later. 732 now on KNST, AIM 790. Allie Miller is going to join me in about uh, seven minutes to talk about the latest revelation about what's going on with that bowling alley purchase. It's going to cost you even more money than you realized. It's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Here is Fox. The pipes of this building made in 1950, this bowling alley that Chuck Huckleberry bought, the pipes are rotten. Oh, more costs. We'll get more on that with Allie in just a second. Third thing I think you need to know, polling is unbelievable. CBS News poll. It is definitely a uh, slanted to a uh, an anti-Trump. There are more anti-Trump people polled in this poll than pro-Trump, yet 68% say the economy is good and they give Trump credit for that. And there's so much more good in this poll. Incredible stuff. Three things I think you need to know. All right. Uh, again, I saw this Facebook post over the weekend from Allie Miller about pipes being garbage, pipes being garbage at Golden Pins bowling alley that Chuck Huckleberry was given approval of to buy by the uh, the other three supervisors. So Allie's going to join us now. Allie, how you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, good morning. I'm, uh, it was great. It was nice uh, weather and had a great weekend. Until you got the phone call from the contractor. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like this uh, bowling alley, uh, people are coming out of the woodwork contacting me. Uh, this individual does not want his name out there for fear of retaliation. So but sad. He said he did um, contracting work on this bowling alley uh, some time ago, and he said all of the pipes, I guess in the 50s, what I found was that they were probably cast iron pipes, and they have had a lifespan of about 50 years, and they rust. Um, I'm not... Sure, uh, but this individual told me that they were and that these pipes are all rusted out and that when he did the work, he said all of the piping needs to be replaced. And his opinion was, and he is a contractor, he said this whole building should be, you know, bulldozed down. And he said oh. really the only value there is the land. Wow. Yeah. So, so, I, cause I'm, I, so I'm thinking it just, it, you know, with the asbestos, did he mention anything about the asbestos or just about the rusted pipes? Uh, he just, you know, yeah, he agreed with the asbestos, and uh, yeah, he said the pipes are a mess. And then someone else, when I put that up, and um, have not spoken to this individual, but I got a message that they said check the electrical as well. 
that's probably a mess. Oh, so, man. Um, you know, I think this, uh, I don't know why this deal was done so quickly, um, but it sure smells bad. Yeah, no, again, when I, when, I, when I bought a house, I hired an inspector right. to check every nook and cranny of this. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It wasn't uh, almost $3 million. <laughs> Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be normal for Chuck Huckleberry to have an inspector go in to make sure they're not buying a money pit? Well, he typically has these deals. He decides he wants them and writes them up and puts them on the agenda. So uh, we should. Absolutely. We should do our due diligence and make sure everything's inspected. And, you know, why would you pay 30% over the appraised value? And when I brought that up in the board meeting, the three just voted on it like they didn't even hear what I said. Oh you know, that... that about the asbestos and the floors, the ceilings, the walls. And also, I'm, I'm guessing 1950, there could be some lead paint issues. I mean, on and on. And then I hear this about the pipes. They said, go have those inspected because they're rotten all through the whole building. So the, the four, and by the way, this is Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller on KNST AM 790. So the, the $4 million estimate in renovation costs from Chuck Huckleberry, do you have any idea would that include... Repiping everything? Uh, you know, it was interesting when uh, I sent out the information about the asbestos and when, you know, we found that uh, inspection that was not, by the way, turned over to the supervisors. It was not provided to us. And no one even addressed that in the board meeting. It was like they didn't hear what I had to say. And uh, Chuck has never addressed it. Never so when he put out first uh, his first memo, he put it out that, you know, this was a great buy, et cetera. And then we brought out about the asbestos. And then we got the second memo. Oh, by the way, it's going to be $4 million to renovate. Um, and it'll be worth $10 million when we get done. Uh, I don't know how he can appraise a building like that. Thank but God. I'm wondering if he's planning to spend even more because I it, it begs the question, is that $4 million include asbestos? Yeah. Now, in the contract, there's supposedly a 45-day window in which they'll have to address any issues. There are a lot of issues there. This contract should have never been moved forward or voted on before we had done our due diligence. But this is what happens in Pima County. Uh, week after week, uh, they do these kinds of deals, and um, people are not protected. And it's really interesting. When it works, when we're leasing something out, we provide tenant improvements. We do everything for the University of Arizona going into the courthouse. Uh, and as you know, typically you do your own tenant improvements. But when it works, the deals work the other way. Um, this is the way it works. You know, we overpay. We, I don't know if you remember the church that we overpaid. Yep, from the, the Greek church. Yep, yep. And it, and it continues. And I think people are really hyper aware right now that um, – you know, here we are asking them to, you know, making them think that we need another tax to be able to fix the roads, but we, we have an endless supply of money for these kinds of deals, mm -hmm. and I think it's really um, people are, are finally waking up and they're beginning to understand. And in this case here, uh, the, I mean, pipes, electrical, all of this stuff. Asbestos. And, and there, yeah, the asbestos. And there's been no reporting, no efforts to go and inspect this. And these people expect, you know, we just buy this and, and you'll forget about it mm -hmm. by the next election. And, and people have got to stop forgetting about it. I mean, I, I, 
I don't understand how these people continue to get elected in office year after year. Um, for the last 20, 20 odd years, we've had the same crew running this yep. place. That's right. And, and, no, and people gets keep voting for them. I mean, we tried last time to get some new people in. They keep voting for the same people. And um, until they stop doing that, we're going to continue down this road. You're right. You're, because you're, you're. if Chuck Huckleberry happens to retire, they're going to get somebody else in there yep. uh, if you continue to elect the same board majority. So, uh, you know, it's frustrating. Um, and this guy is going to get to stay in there for free. Um, he has a bowling term- tournament next June. So what was the rush? What was the rush on this? Did we have people clamoring to buy this bowling alley? Yeah, where, where is there any other competition? Anybody, anybody yeah. else bidding for this? Of course And not. again, again, is it a violation of, I mean, I guess it's not a violation of anything. Is it, a, well, is it, is it legal, the, the whole idea of the fact that he can stay there rent-free for a year, but then collect all the profits, not pay property tax, not pay rent, nothing like that? Right, right. There is a clause in the uh, statutes that allows Pima County to buy a property from someone and lease it back to them for less than, than market value. Mm. There's all these loopholes. You know, we have a gift clause that we're supposed to abide by, but there's a loophole. You know, uh, the statutes have been written to the point where everything is gutted. The gift clause, there's a loophole when you buy it and you lease it back because I was checking a while ago on some properties that we bought and we allow the person we bought it from to continue living on the property with, you know, 100 bucks a year. Um, and do their business and continue making their profits. The only difference is they're not paying property taxes anymore. There's, there's several of those. And so I had checked on that, but there is a loophole in the statutes. And unfortunately, we have a legislature that hasn't tightened up these statutes because there's so many conflicting statutes that at this point they can get away with them. Yep. And, um, yeah, this is the thing. Everybody goes, this is criminal. No, it's not because there are loopholes in the statutes. Is it unethical? It's unethical. In my and opinion, it's wrong. absolutely. Yes, exactly. But um, it, the criminal part, you know, there's it. As long as there's these loopholes in the statutes, they're going to continue to be able to get away with these types of deals. Well, listen, uh, Allie, do not get swept up in anybody else in the media. I I very rarely, maybe three or four times in a bunch of years, have ever mentioned. I'm not going to mention the dude's name. But the guy with the goofy hat that writes awful, stupid, boring, monotonous <laughs> opinions in the local paper. I mean, literally, it's just it's just boring and stupid. Yeah. Um, it's don't fake don't news. Hang, hang, yeah, exactly. Well, just ignore. I, I, I happen to see that uh, he wrote a thing where he said people are tired of hearing the word no when it comes to new taxes to pay for roads. Yeah. And that's just like it is fake news. It's irresponsible. He is like the Bud Foster of writers. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, just don't even give him the time of day. OK, he's yeah. he's a press release writer and he's dis- he's either disingenuous or dumb. It's either one of the two. Yeah, he comes in whenever Chuck needs a, a, exactly. a hit piece written on me, and he was hounding me last week. And I don't talk to those people. Yeah, it's all it's fake news, it. and forget it. What's yep. the point? You yep. want a sound? You want a a bit that you can quote me on and twist my words? So I don't even talk to them anymore. Mm. I put out my own information on my website. If people want to see what's really going on, go to my website. All the documents are there. Yep. Judge for yourself. Yep. Don't believe the local fake news, and that's all it is. And real quick, that's why you said the the, the sewer permits or something like that was locked down about yeah, these Yeah, remember pipes? that that one yeah. permit on the sewer? It was locked down, and we got a, a interesting uh, response back that it was, oh, there's a plan in place, and, and we locked the yeah. plans after we put them in. 
and we're still pursuing getting that information. So it begs the question, was there something in there about these rusted out pipes? I don't know, but we're going to continue trying to get it. And, and, and most people find it hard to believe that the information, as a supervisor, that I just, just can't pull this information. Trust me, it's as difficult for, mm-hmm. for me, as a matter of fact, more difficult, because why wouldn't you have included those permits for removing asbestos if you were truly transparent? Yeah, you're damn There's right. a reason it wasn't included. Well, look, I think that uh, people are loving the fact that you're doing all this great work. That's why they all showed up at the beer club. I thank you for that. Oh, that, yeah, that um, was great. That was, was a lot of fun. Of met fun. a lot of people I hadn't met before. There you go. That's why we like yeah. to do it. Uh, and, and signs are starting to pop up. I don't know if you heard huh. about this. Uh, bad roads contact at Blame Alley Miller, and it's got my office phone number, and I absolutely encourage people, please call my phone number. (laughs) We will provide you with all of the information, and if I get a chance this week, I'm going to set up a table by one of those signs to hand out the information to people. That's fantastic. Um, And yeah, it's great. Go ahead, you know, you guys keep putting those signs up because we want to respond. My office staff is prepared. We've got all the information. Contact my office. Send your emails in, and we will get you the information so you know what's going on. There you go. Yeah. Well, ignore the rest. Just yeah. call them what Trump calls them. Very fake news. Allie, uh, <laughs> the more that happens, please let me know. We'll, we'll put it out there, okay? Okay, thanks, Gary. Thank Have you. a great day. You too. It's Allie Miller, Pima County Supervisor on KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to Monday, what are you doing? What are you doing? It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Now, there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, a 73-year-old professor from Cambridge named Stefan Halper has been outed by a bunch of news organizations as the FBI's informant, a.k.a. spy, that was trying to infiltrate the Trump campaign. Who told him to do it? That's what we need to know. You don't think Obama knew about this at the end of the day? Of course he did, but we need to know. Uh, the DOJ now, by the way, is, uh, is it told Trump, yes, they, the Department of Justice has asked the Inspector General to expand the ongoing review of the FISA application process to include determining whether there was any impropriety 
or political motivation in how the FBI conducted its counterintelligence investigation of people suspected and involvement of the Russian agents, everything else. Because Trump blew a gasket over the weekend and said, they, DOJ and FBI, I'm going to order them to investigate this. And they will, but they're kind of investigating themselves. Anyway, second thing I think you need to know, Allie Miller breaking it. She was um, hit up by a contractor, right? A contractor who said that uh, this contractor did work at the Golden Pins Bowling Alley that Chuck Huckleberry was given approval to buy for Pima County. Uh, and apparently, not only does it have asbestos that Chuck didn't want to tell anybody about, all the pipes are bu- are rotted. They're rotted. And and Dingleberry Chuck, Chuck Dingleberry, he he actually paid 30% over the appraised value for it. We'll get into that. Third thing I think you need to know, telling you, this is pretty incredible. Um, CBS News poll, where they definitely talk to more people that hate Trump than like him. However, they asked uh, the economy, Trump's uh, policies responsible. 68% said yes, yes. And they like what's going on. 68% give uh, Trump credit for a good economy. Three things I think you need to know. And there's more to that, too. Anyway, we can comment. 880-KNST, 880-5678. It is literally mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. That there are people that still stand up for Chuck Dingleberry, Huckleberry, whatever the hell you want to call him. Uh, And apparently I was told by Allie Miller that he paid... He literally has people transcribe the radio shows, especially ones that Ali's on like this. Uh, Whenever I talk about him, transcribe because he wants to read it, not listen. He uses our tax dollars to pay people in the communications department because they're their employees to literally listen to this show and write down every single word that I say. This is the money being used. Couldn't that money be used to fix roads? Hey, now. I'll say it more slowly for you, transcriber. Couldn't that money be used to fix roads instead of Chuck paying you to write down the words that I'm saying? Saying, saying. Why not you say things like onomatopoeia, pataki, <laughs> redonkulous. Mississippi, 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 Mississippi. Yeah. So uh, that's what Chuck's doing. And again, he paid... above the appraised value with nobody else bidding on that bowling alley. And we now find out that the uh, pipes are rotted. Rotted. And if they're not, by the way, this is according to a contractor that's done work on the bowling alley. If they're not rotted, I guess you could just say that's wrong and here's the proof to, to prove it. And then I'll apologize. But I, again, it's... Being reported that way. So uh, where is a good old uh, Chuckster on that? And and again, it's really pathetic that the media literally doesn't do anything about it and they try to paint Allie Miller as a crazy person. Um, that, But you know what? That's why very few people actually subscribe to the paper now. Uh, very few people uh, subscribe to it. Very few people read it, everything else. It's just a bunch of garbage. And then, you know, you're never going to hear anything from good old uh, high pants Bud Press Release Foster on this. Maybe the blood supply to his brain is being cut off because the belt is too high. It's too tight when it's around his nipples. Because Anyway, uh, really quick, also got a um, an email from uh, my friend Tove, who I ran into again at the uh, at the beer club. She was the one that I was trying to say hi at the last month's beer club, and I just couldn't quite get out there in time, and then she left, and I felt 
guilty about it. And she thought it was funny. Anyway, so she goes, that was the best uh, imitation of my Maine Coon getting ready to throw up. It's it's true, though. And she said, regarding the bowling alley, when I wrote to all the supervisors and the huckster, which is exactly what he is, Chuck Huckleberry, no one except Sharon Bronson bothered to reply. I told them that the only thing of value was the land. I didn't even uh, didn't even need to inspect the building. Way to go, Chuck. That's how much they care. Um, so he told his wife, maybe uh, Richard. Uh, I'm sorry, Dick. I don't. I only. I only have two hours, like an hour and forty five minutes left in the show. I don't have the time to call Richard. Richard. I want to save time, so I one syllable. Dick. Supervisor Dick Elias. I wonder if Dick didn't respond back because Tove is uh, is white and he uh, seems to have a problem. With the whole white thing. But whatever. Whatever. Um, anyway, that's uh, Supervisor Dick Elias. Because, um, you know, it's proper for people named Richard. You can call them Dick for short. It's true. You're right. It's true. It's true. So we have that, which is uh, which is nice. Again, this, this is... Just some of the craziest stuff. And one of the emails, and I like reading this guy's emails, he's right. Every time Allie's on your show, more corruption exposed. It's funny, we've elected Steve Christie to replace the corrupt Ray Carroll, and apparently we got lied to again. Because Steve Christie should be screaming from the rooftops as well. Why is he not screaming from the rooftops? Why isn't he like calling you or texting you to get on the show and talk about it? I know, well. And, and, and then get this. Again, I don't want to give the, the person, I'm not going to say the name, but the fact that there was something written, and I just, I, it just, it was utter stupidity. It was like, it was like a train wreck. You know, when there's a car accident, you shouldn't look, but you look. That's what this article was. This is opinion piece where he was literally, he was like, people have had, you know, it's, it's an interesting angle. People have heard no for, for too long. That was his thing. People have heard no for too long mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, fixing the roads. No to the taxes. Yep. Because, I mean, what a more, yeah, people are just dying to pay more in taxes. They are just, oh, they love to pay more in taxes. You you tell people you want to pay more in taxes, they would love to do that. Who doesn't want to pay more in taxes? I mean, what a stupid thing to write and to paint Allie as if she's the problem when you have misspending out the wazoo. It seems to happen every day, every week at Pima County. And this, 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 you know what, you're just cutting your own throat. I mean, maybe you just don't want to have your job for a long time because at the rate you're going, people aren't buying it. And then when they're not buying it, you're out, which is why this show has grown immensely. I can only thank you for listening and then for supporting the advertisers because that's what keeps me in this seat. And apparently you keep liking that because, again, we keep getting more and more and more advertisers and the other guy keeps getting less and less and less and less. So obviously you like what's going on here. What a stupid thing to write. People are tired of, of Allie Miller saying no to higher taxes. When we see the wasteful spending all the time, and then you purposely don't report it accurately. You're fake news. Wait, no, you're very fake news. Oh, my gosh. Like the Don. Fake, 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 fake. Exactly. Exactly. But keep on going, dude. It's going to work out. It's, it's going to work out well for you. Is this a, uh, a local weekly paper that's free? Not weekly. No, no. This is a daily. That's oh, okay. not free. Okay. But getting thinner. By the day. It's going to work out well. There's light at the end of the tunnel. <clears throat> and the reason you can see it is because the paper's so thin that the light just shines oh, on through. Oh, my gosh. Oh, come on. Garrett, there's the line. It's, uh, it's, basically, uh, it's basically a Walmart ad with a couple of AP news stories and a lousy opinion piece 
Anyway, <clears throat> uh, yeah, we have that. So uh, we'll get, you can comment if you'd like. I've been talking enough. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, we will get to the um, the spy. Wait till you hear about this spy. The money he was paid, how many years he's been doing it uh, for, for a long, long, long time. And again, uh, there was a Wall Street Journal piece. We've talked about it for a while here. Where was Obama on all this? And by the way, where's McCain? Where's Flake? Don't they always talk about Trump is trying to take down, he's acting like a dictator. He is trying to take down the, uh, 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 the, the country. And he's, he is, he's, just, it's, he's, he's emboldening dictators from around the world and totalitarians and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. These guys are so full of crap. They were so scared of Trump, they tried to paint him as crazy. And it's not working. That's why, that's why I say Ali Miller is like the localized version of Trump in that aspect. They're trying to paint her as crazy. She's not crazy. These people are out of their... Anyway, you get my drift, right? We'll get to that, uh, that whole situation going on with, uh, with the spy coming up in about uh, four minutes. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Jen. Eight twenty-five, Garrett Lewis with you. Thank you for hanging out. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. I already did a video earlier. I'll put a bunch of stuff on there. It's just it's a very busy uh time to do a radio show. There's always stuff going on. I mean, you you prep all weekend, you prep this morning, you prep uh, during the show, and it just never stops. There's always something going on. Anyway, uh it's gonna be sunny and ninety-five today. So enjoy that. Gonna be triple digits by probably Thursday, and I, it looks like we're not gonna stop anytime soon. 880-KNST, 880-5678. So the Washington Post had this incredible story <laughs> over the weekend. A bunch of police, a bunch of places did. They didn't name the guy Stephen Halper. I don't care, 73-year-old Cambridge guy. That's the guy that the FBI has used for a long time. He worked in the Reagan administration. He worked at uh, both Bushes, by the way. Uh, he was used by the FBI to try to get intelligence, try to get information for uh, decades Secret FBI source for Russia investigations met with three Trump advisors during campaign. That's the story in the Washington Post. The New York Times, I love the headline, FBI used informant to investigate Russia ties to campaign. Not to spy, as Trump claims. Who ordered him to be there? Why was this guy there? He was talking to some low-level staffers and one guy that left the campaign in Sam Clovis. Was he just trying to get dirt to have them say something? So he goes back to the FBI and says, this is what they said. Now use that information to go get a warrant to legally spy on Trump. Is that what happened? Hmm. Oh, yeah. These are very, very, very important questions, aren't they? The informant in New York Times writes, is well known in Washington circles, having served in previous Republican administrations and as a source of information for the CIA in past years, according to one person familiar with the source's work. So he was well-known in Washington circles. Didn't John McCain say, Trump's got to prove that he was wiretapped? Yeah, I mean, he's got to prove he can't say it. Remember, remember the big, uh, remember the tweet that Trump did last year? And people lost their mind? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys, George Papadopoulos, was a low-level Trump staffer during the beginning of the campaign. He accepted an offer. This guy offered him 3000 bucks. This this spy, this Cambridge professor... Um, Stephen Halper offered George Papadopoulos $3,000, a $3,000 honorarium for the paper. He said, you're, you're an, you're an expert on a disputed gas field in the Eastern Mediterranean Sea. That's what he is. 
Let's meet. I want you to talk about that. I'm an academic. I'm interested in your writing. Can you write a paper on this, please? $3,000 because you're an, you're an expert on the gas field of the Eastern Mediterranean Sea. What does that have to do with Russia? Right? So he's offered 3000 bucks. Can we meet and discuss this? I'll pay for you to come out to London. So he said, okay. Papadopoulos said, okay. They had drinks and dinner one night at a high-end London hotel. The FBI informant, that's the spy guy, the 73-year-old, raised the subject of the hacked DNC committee emails. Yes, the Democratic National Committee emails. Why would you bring that up? It spilled into public view earlier in the summer. The source noted how helpful they had been to the Trump campaign and asked Papadopoulos if he knew anything about Russian attempts to influence the 2016 presidential election. That's not investigating, that's spying. Papadopoulos said, I had no insight into the Russian campaign. I, it says here in the Times, he told them he had no insight to the Russian campaign, despite being told months earlier that the Russians had dirt on Mrs. Clinton in the form of thousands of emails. Yeah, the ones that she never turned over, 33,000 missing ones. Anyway, his response clearly annoyed the informant, it says here, who tried to press Mr. Papadopoulos about what he might know about the Russian effort, according to the person. Again, this is what spies do. After the trip to London, Papadopoulos wrote the 1,500-word research paper, was paid for his work, did not hear from the informant again. He also, again, uh, the informant contacted Carter Page and others, uh, and one other guy trying to trying to get on their good side, to have them start to talk. Who did this? Who organized it? Who did? This is the question we need to know. Now, now that we know this, and by the way, Trump flipped a lid over the weekend and said, we need the DOJ to investigate the DOJ and the FBI. Someone's infiltrating my campaign. What's going on? This is banana republic third world stuff. Obama, his White House, his administration, you don't think that Loretta Lynch, the AG, John Brennan, the CIA director, Jim Comey, the FBI director, you don't think they knew about this? Bull. They knew about this. And they must have told this guy, go get some dirt. This is me hypothesizing right now. Go get some dirt on this guy. And then we can use that to get more dirt. Now, was this guy, was this this 73-year-old, did he have the legal authority to ask these questions? Because he was, he was being paid by the FBI. He was going back to the FBI with information. Now, Papadopoulos was not the target. He, was, he did not commit a crime. There was nothing that he did. What is going on here? So was this illegal to spy on this man, to ask these questions? Turns out that uh, this Stefan Halper was paid $282,000 in September of 2016 for, quote, research and development in the social sciences and humanities by our government. Really? Basically to spy on Trump. They couldn't call it spying on Trump. He was also paid one hundred So he got paid more than uh, $400,000 from Obama's administration to spy on Trump. Hundred twenty nine grand in 2017 for additional work, is what it says. Additional work. Special studies, foreign national security policy. Oh, okay. That is a big flipping deal. 411 grand over two years to spy. And he has done this in the past. Um, nothing from Jeff Flake or John McCain, by the way. Because, again, only in countries like Venezuela and Russia, where they have dictators, right? Dictators. That are democratically elected, right, 
Only in those countries do those people in power use all of their power, whether it's by weaponizing spy agencies, intelligence, whatever power they have to crush their opponents, to defeat them, right? Now it looks like it's happening in America, which is a complete and total friggin' embarrassment. Remember what Jeff Flake said about trouble? Let's play some highlights. Here's the first one. Listen to this. Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa, play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah, enjoy the stimulation. Yes, Gary Lewis with you here, 843. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, we now know that the uh, the spy in the Trump campaign, the guy that was digging for info for the FBI, a 73-year-old Cambridge professor who has decades of experience doing this. Oh, yeah, literally, they were infiltrating the freaking the Trump campaign, trying to figure out what is going on. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, Trump is demanding an investigation into this by the DOJ, and the DOJ said, fine, we're going to have the inspector general look into this, because this this is a banana republic. I mean, this is really incredible, where you actually have, I mean, this is no joke, where you actually have one political party, Barack Obama, the Democrats, weaponizing our intelligence to try to stop Trump from winning. We'll get to that. Second thing I think you need to know is uh, that Allie Miller's reporting a contractor that did work on that bowling alley that Pima County bought. Now it does have asbestos. We knew that in the past. And they paid over 30% over appraised value with no other bidders. I mean, hello. Um, on top of that, you know what else? Uh, apparently all the pipes in this 50,000 square foot uh, facility are ruined. They're garbage. They'll have to replace all the pipes on top of that. Who would buy this money pit at 30% over the appraised value? Third thing I think you need to know, uh, I'm telling you, this blue wave ain't going to happen. CBS, uh, in their polling, they definitely had more people that don't like Trump than do like Trump polled. But uh, 68% give Trump credit for a good economy. The economy is really good. They're feeling very optimistic, and they give Trump credit for it. Three things I think you need to know. So I want you to hear real quick. Uh, I put it in the the thing. Uh, John McCain, really quick, one more. Right after Trump was inaugurated, about a month after, this is February 19th, of last year, McCain goes over to Europe to try to rip into Trump and stick up with the globalists and everything else. Now, again, Trump is literally uncovering how how corrupt, how seedy, how slimy Washington, D.C. has become. It's everything we've known about. And all these dirtbags, right, all these dirtbags that are in D.C. have been telling us Trump's going to ruin everything. He's going to cause world wars. Blah, blah. They were just scared of being exposed. And Trump is doing it. They never thought Hillary would actually lose. They thought she would win, so nobody would ever investigate one political party weaponizing the FBI and the CIA to try to stop that other political party from winning. So Trump wins, and they're so scared, King Globalist himself, John McCain, goes over to Europe. Remember this last year? Hit it. Here we go. In the four four decades I have attended this conference, I cannot recall a year where its purpose was more necessary or more important. Then this panel is going to ask us to consider whether the West will survive. Wow. In recent years, this question would invite accusations of hyperbole and alarmism. Not this year. Mm. If ever there was a time to treat this question with a deadly seriousness, it is now. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, McCain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Yep. Now McCain is, oh, yeah, now, now, we're, 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 we're in great, great danger. Great danger now. Oh, yeah, yeah it's great danger. Because you're going to get outed for being a slimeball. 
That's what it comes down to. And and you did. You did. So that's uh, that's John McCain right there. Nothing from John McCain, though, on the fact that, and we, listen, Obama had to know this. He had to know this. So really quick, New York Post has a little uh, a story about this. This guy, Stephen Halper, who, and they even wrote down, he was paid by our federal government. It's not clear if the professor was paid to speak with the Trump campaign figures, but he got large payments. The Department of Defense's Office of Net Assessment, huh? It's a shadowy think tank, reports directly to the Secretary of Defense. Paid Halper 282 grand in 2016, 129 grand in 2017, 400 plus thousand dollars overall. Halper has close personal and professional ties to the CIA going back decades. He's the son-in-law of a former deputy director of the CIA and worked on the 1980 presidential campaign of George H.W. Bush, who served as the CIA director. Remember that? Swamp runs shallow. They're all connected. When Bush became Reagan's running mate, Halper was implicated, this guy, in a spying scandal in which the CIA officials gave inside information on the Carter administration to the GOP campaign. Hmm. This guy has been doing this for a long time, and he's a professor. Hmm? Professor. Yeah. He met with all these guys. You want to know how obvious all this stuff is? Do you know Mark Penn? Mark Penn. Mark Penn was a Clinton pollster and advisor from the 1995 to 2000 time period, right? Still helped out Hillary in her failed elections, right? He wrote an op-ed in The Hill, thehill.com, about stopping Robert Mueller to protect us all. And what he said is basically, the swamp is scared. The swamp is very, very scared. I mean, this guy is a Democrat. He is a Clintonista. And he wrote, you ready for this stuff? Keep your hands on the wheel. There is little doubt that the highest echelons of the FBI and the, and the Justice Department broke their own rules to end the Hillary Clinton matter. Remember, non investigation of matter? But we can expect the Inspector General to document what was done or not done. It is hard to see how a year-long investigation of this won't come down hard on former FBI Director James Comey, maybe even Attorney General Loretta Lynch, who definitely wasn't playing Mahjong in a secret no-aids-allowed meeting with former President Bill Clinton on the Phoenix airport tarmac. Ah. With this report, the IG report on its way, and congressional investigators beginning to zero in on the lack of hard, verified evidence for starting the Trump probe? Wow. Current and former intelligence and Justice Department officials are dumping everything they can think of to save their reputations. But it's backfiring. He writes, it's backfiring. They started by telling the story of Alexander Downer, an Australian diplomat, as having remembered a bar conversation with George Papadopoulos, a foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign. But how did the FBI know they should talk to him? That's left out of the narrative. Yeah, how did they know that? How did they know that that Australian diplomat should talk to the low-level Trump advisor? Downer signaled, this is a Hillary Clinton supporter, by the way, Mark Penn writing this. Downer's signature appears on a $25 million contribution to the Clinton Foundation. You don't need much imagination to figure that he was close with Clinton Foundation operatives who relayed information to the State Department, remember Hillary was Secretary of State, which then called the FBI to complete the loop. 
This wasn't intelligence. It was likely opposition research from the start. Holy smokes. He continued, in no way would a fourth-hand report from a Maltese professor justify wholesale targeting of four or five members of the Trump campaign. It took Christopher Steele with his funding, concealed through false campaign filings, to be incredibly successful at creating a vast eco-chamber around his unverified, fanciful dossier. Bouncing it back and forth between the press and the FBI, so it appeared there were multiple sources all coming to the same conclusion. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Perhaps the murkiest event in the timeline is Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's appointment of a special counsel after he personally recommended Comey's firing in blistering terms. With Attorney General Jeff Sessions shoved out of the way, Rosenstein and Mueller ignored their own conflicts and took charge anyway. Rosenstein is a fact witness. Mueller is a friend of Comey, disqualifying them both. So it goes on and on. And then he continues this whole thing, and he basically says, this is all about the deep state. The deep state. And the deep state's trying to protect itself. And this is a Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton supporter. Mark Penn, pollster and advisor to President Clinton from 95 to 2000. He is chairman of the Harris Poll. Wow. So, the last paragraph. Stopping Mueller isn't about one president or one party. It's about all presidents and all parties. It's about cleaning out and reforming the deep state. So our intelligence operations are never used against opposing campaigns without the firmest of evidence. So even he's like, hey, it's obvious. Uh, uh, intelligence has been weaponized, weaponized to try to stop the opposition party from winning. He knows it. It's incredible stuff. I mean, this is incredible. You'd think this would just be something from a talk radio show. This is a Clinton advisor. We'll continue. 52 it's KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. 908, what's happening? It is your morning ritual on this Monday. It's flying right by. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, I'm sorry, this is still a huge, huge, huge story. Um, it turns out we know who was spying on the Trump campaign, getting paid by our government to do it. Did Obama know about this? That's the question that needs to be answered. And I, there's no way he doesn't, right? There's no way he doesn't know about this. Anyway, uh, 73-year-old Cambridge professor that was uh, doing this going back to George H.W. Bush days when he was the head of the CIA... He did this. He was fishing for stuff. Now, why did he? Uh, was he authorized to? Was it legal? Was it not legal? Was he just fishing for stuff to try to get them to say anything that could be used to then legally get a warrant to spy? This is crazy. But all I know is, the swamp was trying to keep Trump out. This is like Banana Republic stuff. This is like uh, this is like Russia. This is like uh, Iran. This is like Venezuela. This is not good. So Trump over the weekend went crazy on Twitter as he should. Got mad. And he said, I'm going to order the FBI and the DOJ to look into this. And the DOJ has responded, we're, we're going to have the inspector general investigate this. Good. Yeah, we'll see what happens, though. The DOJ inspecting themselves, investigating themselves. What? Anyway, second thing. We'll have more on that coming up. Second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, Allie Miller put on Facebook that she was contacted by a contractor that did work on that bowling alley that Pima County bought at 30% 
over the appraised value. Bowling, bowling, uh, was it Golden Lanes? Golden Lanes, Golden, golden Pins, Golden Pond, Golden Pins Bowling Alley on Miracle Mile. Uh, it turns out that not only is there asbestos and stuff like that, this contractor told Alley the pipes are all rotted. 50,000 square foot building pipes are all rotted. They didn't even inspect this stuff. And you want to trust them with your tax dollars to pay for roads? I got to rip into that in a minute. Third thing I think you need to know. It's true. I really, I really do. It's just, it's too much. Third thing that I think you need to know uh, is that CBS did a poll, and this must really hurt the Democrats' feelings. Um, they asked a question, and it was more anti-Trump than, uh, than pro-Trump people polled. The economy, Trump's policies responsible. 68% yes. 32% no. Wait, what? What? Yes. 68% yes, 32% no. By the way, when it comes to the economy, uh, they are liking what they are seeing. How do you rate the economy today? 18% very good, 46% somewhat good. So you're looking at about 64% said somewhat or at least good. And 68% say Trump's responsible for it. So there you go. Three things I think you need to know. Um, really quick, uh, again, I, I don't want to mention the dude's name. It was just so asinine of a column that uh, the local paper, in the local paper, that he literally wrote a column that people are tired of hearing no from Ali Miller when it comes to new taxes to pay for road repair. Which people? That's the thing. They just want people to think that. Yeah. This is this is why. What people? The same thing that happens nationally with the mainstream media happens locally as well, where they try to they try to tell you something because they, they want you to believe it, and they they want to make you think that well, if you're against it, you're crazy and you're in the minority, but it's not true. I would bet most people here in Pima County would not like to pay extra taxes to fix the roads. They probably pay enough taxes and say use the money more wisely. All right. So again. This Dingleberry, that is a horrible columnist, it was like maybe the third or fourth one I've read because it was just that outrageous. Like, I saw the headline, I'm like, no way, this can't. This can't be this stupid. But it was. It was really that stupid. Um, he's another press release guy, it seems. He was so, he just doesn't understand why people wouldn't just blindly say, yes, I support this. I want another tax increase. So these geniuses that are Pima County Board of Supervisors and Chuck Huckleberry, the administrator that basically bosses them around, I would trust them with more of my money because they spend it so wisely. And again, the latest example, well, let's go back. In the bond a few years ago, people voted, I think, I mean, they overwhelmingly against Pima County spending tens of millions of dollars, supposed to be $25 million at the time, to build a soccer stadium complex on the south side near Keno Stadium. Overwhelmingly, people said, nope, don't raise my taxes. I vote against that bond. Didn't stop Huckleberry, the administrator, the huckster, from saying, well, screw you people then. I'll take $53 million out of the general fund, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that land, and we're going to build this soccer stadium. Because I want to. That's what, that's what they're doing. And then you couple that with uh, this uh, bowling alley. Who the hell wants to buy a 50,000-square-foot building on Miracle Mile? Who would want to do that? Unless you want a strip club or something like that. Who would want to do that? You ever drive on Miracle Mile? You got to watch out for some of the hookers. The crazy people, whatever. It's not a nice area. Yet Pima County Administrator Chuck Huckleberry told the, the supervisors, I want to spend 30% more than the appraised value 
on this building that was built in, what, 1950? And only Allie Miller was asking responsible questions. None of the, the three people that voted for this asked, is there asbestos? Did you do an estimate? What about, you know, you want to pay more than what it's actually worth? Why do you want to do that? How is the electrical? How, how, are, how is the plumbing? How much work does it need? Shouldn't you pay a lot less then if you need to fix all that stuff? And why are you buying this when you should be spending money on the roads? So again, this dingleberry, literally, this dingleberry, I, no, I keep getting emails. I'm not going to say it. I know. Yeah, you're right. People are guessing who it is. It's exactly who you think it is. This dingleberry literally buys a building at above the market value. And it's going to cost us that much more to fix it. And again, the roads still suck. And this dingleberry that writes the column claims that people are upset that Allie Miller will not agree to a new tax to fix the roads. Why would you trust these people with your money? Why would you do that? And I hate the fact that I'm talking about this because I don't really care about anybody else's opinion. I don't. I don't. However, it's just so awful. It's such a train wreck that I have to talk about it in just, just in that, just that way. I don't want to mention the name. It's not worth it. Dude's a goofball. Anybody that has a a picture of a you know them in one of those what are those hats? You know what his hat looked like? You ever see Spaceballs with Rick Moranis? Yes. When he was in the desert and he had the big round hat around his head. That's what it looked like. And it was the cool thing when, you know, you, you wear that goofy hat to keep the sun off you, and you have, like, the string going up to your chin. What is that? There was a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, it's like a desert hat. Yeah. Is it Bolo? Is that what it is? Bolo string? I don't, I don't know. I'm not for, I would never wear it. But there was a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode in the first season where Larry David was on, uh, he was on a driving range, right? He was just at a golf place hitting golf balls, and he hit, takes a swing, and he kind of looks over his shoulder behind him, and there's a guy that just got there. And he had this same kind of a, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing with, with, the, with the string that pulls up to your chin so it doesn't blow off. You know, the only people that should be allowed to wear those hats are like people that are under the age of six because you care about them and you don't want anything bad to happen. You're an adult, you're an idiot. Anyway. Boonie. Eh, it's not a, but it wasn't really like, anyway. It's, here's the, it had that thing. So Larry David turns around the golf ball. The guy puts his golf clubs down and drops a golf ball. And it starts rolling toward... Larry David. And Larry David refused to pick it up because he couldn't stand the hat. He didn't want to help a person wearing that style hat. And I 100% agree. I've been told it's a pith hat, P-I-T-H, somebody tell? I don't, I don't know. I got a message on Facebook for that. A pith, P-I-T-H? Is that what it is? Google that real quick. Yeah, it's similar to that. It looks kind of no like way. that. But it, oh, it looks kind of no like way. that, but it had the string, though. It had the string, so it might not be the pith hat. Um, Is he yeah. on safari? It kind of looked like, like something you'd wear on safari. I swear, it, it looks, it's anybody that wears that. And then on top of that, not just wears it, but proudly uses that as, a, as like an identification picture. So I'm with Larry David on that. Not only would, not, would I not help them, I, you got to make fun of them for it because it's so bad. And then on top of that, when he writes stupid columns, 
you got to go even further on that too. You know, this Dingleberry one time before I went, um, it was last year. I, I, I believe I was looking up stuff. It was probably, I went to New York last April for my 40th birthday to see Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And I was looking up different restaurants to go to while I was there. And I happened to notice on my Facebook page, this Dingleberry was like trying to act like a wise ass, right? He was trying to act like a wise ass. He was trying to like make fun of me. And he was trying to rag on me. And it, it, you, you know when you know somebody's not cool, but they try to be cool, and it makes it extremely awkward for them, right? And he was literally trying to, he was, he was getting kind of nasty. And, and he's never done this before, and I never personally attacked him on Facebook. I'll, radio, sure, no problem. I think it's immature, to be honest with you, on Facebook to do something like that, but whatever. So anyway, he starts attacking me. And I was like, and I literally responded, what are you doing? And he starts attacking me. What's going on? You scared that? And I just responded back. I said, you better stop before this gets very bad for you. So he stopped. I'm not trying to act tough, but I'm just telling you, he stopped at that point. Because I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, just enough. Enough. It's like when an adult plays one-on-one versus a child in basketball and just blocks every shot. Just enough. It's not going to end well for you. Just stop. So he eventually stopped. Eventually. Anyway, he is... uh, He's either ignorant, dumb, or complicit. Or maybe all three. I don't know. But it's, it's that bad. No inspection. I was shocked at that. I mean, how do you not figure out? You're going to spend almost $3 million. You know, let's make sure the pipes are good. Let's make sure, before we get ripped off, let's make sure, let's make sure we get, uh, we, we make sure everything is good inside, right? That's how people do this. That's how you're supposed to do it. Again, you buy your house. Yeah, that's, it's similar to that. Maybe that's what it is. I thought it was a thing underneath too. He needs the string. He's the kind of guy that needs the string. You see how goofy that hat is? It's pretty bad. It's like Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones giving somebody a wedgie for trying to be cool like Indiana Jones wearing the hat. Like Indiana Jones saying, take off that hat. Don't wear it. I uh, I think I own a, a style of hat like that. Do you wear it often? I do. I got it in Puerto Vallarta. You're that bad. But I was in Mexico. Do you wear I need a hat. Do you wear it in this country? Yes. This is going to a whole new level now. Maybe, maybe to the baseball game. What's wrong with? Maybe you? this is why my kid doesn't want me to cheer for him. Yeah, dude. Like you've become that guy. Like you really are. But I really like it. It's big, not yes. overly big. Yes, digital Mike just sent me oh, the picture. Look, look, look of the guy in the Larry David episode. <laughs> That's the hat. It's very similar, isn't it? Yes. It's very similar. That's the guy that Larry wouldn't help. I wouldn't help him either. Well, now I got to burn my hats. No, just that particular hat. Well, they, that's awful. Mm. That is literally awful. And like, what's like, you know what? I have a good idea for my headshot. I should put on that goofy ass hat. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that's that. That's what I, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Not only does it get you not help, it should get you divorced at the same time. Like, that's embarrassing. Anyway. Well, it's not. Never mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that. Uh, we have other stuff to get to. 922. You can comment if you'd like. But again, I'm not mentioning the name. I just don't understand the whole idea of how you would actually be able to, uh, how you wouldn't be upset about this purchase. I mean, you can't get any more irresponsible than that. 
Like if you bought a house for $200,000, didn't have an inspection and got caught and there was bad plumbing and bad pipes and you'd be kicking yourself and go, how could I do that? Yeah. Yep. 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 So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll continue. It's uh, your morning ritual with, with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. Nine twenty-eight. Thanks for hanging out, Garrett Lewis. With you here, it's going to be sunny ninety-five today. If you follow me on Twitter, and you should at Garrett Lewis. Thanks to Digital Mike, who used to work here, and now decided to uh, leave us for Chicago to chase a girl. They're not even engaged yet, are they? I don't believe it's so. been like it's been a year yet that he's been gone. Easily, and I don't know what he's waiting. I for. I don't know what he's waiting for either. And if I were her, I'd leave. But anyway. Uh, he listens on the iHeartRadio app, which is awesome. And he sent me the picture of the character from the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode that was wearing the goofy hat. So I just tweeted out the picture, and I just said, this is similar to the hat. In my mind, at least. You don't think it is? Is that fake news? Yeah, it's fake news. You shut up. That's what I think of, though. I mean, look at though. That's what I think of. It's They're both awful. Here's what they have in common. I would not talk to people that wear either of these hats. All right, so I'm going to wear my hat tomorrow and have a nice, quiet morning. <clears throat> Good for you. No. <laughs> Good for you. So you can see that at Garrett Lewis, oh, okay? Stop. At Garrett Lewis. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You leave me alone. L- leave me alone. So uh, really quick. This show is making me thirsty. It is, right? <laughs> Finally, you got one right. So just just so you know, la- I just want to wrap this up real quick about um, what do you, what's your problem? I'm just laughing at you. I'm not wearing the hat. Oh. Nothing to laugh at. Oh. oh. Uh-huh. So uh, John Brennan, the former CIA director, Fired off this random email, right after Trump said, "I hereby demand and will do so officially tomorrow that the Department of Justice look into whether or not the FBI slash DOJ infiltrated or surveilled the Trump campaign for political purposes, and if any such demands or requests were made by people within the Obama administration." So uh, then the DOJ said, "Fine, we'll do it." Well, the Inspector General. So after that, John Brennan, the former CIA director, fired off this random tweet. Senator McConnell and Speaker Ryan, he wrote, if Mr. Trump continues along this disastrous path, you will bear major responsibility for the harm done to our democracy. You do a great disservice to our nation and the Republican Party if you continue to enable Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump's self-serving actions. I'm like, why, why would he say that? Like, unless were Ryan and McConnell in on it, which wouldn't surprise me. I still think McCain was in on it. I mean, none of them wanted Trump to actually win. Right? They didn't want him to win. We don't trust him as far as we can throw him. However, Trump responded. Um, he responded with Dan Bongino's quote, who's on Hannity all the time. John Brennan is panicking. He has disgraced himself. He has disgraced the country. He has disgraced the entire intelligence community. He is the one man who is largely responsible for the destruction of Americans' faith in the intelligence community and in some of the people at the top of the FBI, and it goes on and on that way. This was a political hit job. This was not an intelligence investigation. Brennan has disgraced himself. He's worried about staying out of jail. I think that he's right about that, don't you? I really Here's uh, Jonathan Turley, a liberal guy. He's a uh, legal scholar, right? That's what they say. Throw me up there if you don't mind, Ryan. This is uh, Jonathan Turley this morning on Fox and Friends, and he was asked by Steve Ducey, you know what? What we've learned over the last 72 hours, suddenly some of those things 
that the president said over the last year about, you know, I was wiretapped. They were keeping an eye on me. Starting to make sense, isn't it? And this was his response. Well, it is. I'm, I'm mystified by the response in the media. I mean, I think it is undeniable that the president's early allegations have been validated to, to, to a large extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can acknowledge that without necessarily saying that this was clearly done for the wrong purpose. I also don't understand why there isn't more of a concern here. Right. Look, the investigation may find that there was a valid reason to investigate. Clearly, Page was under investigation long before the campaign. But we've always been very critical of other countries where governments put their opponents under investigation. And there's a legitimate reason here for us to be concerned. And I think the president has raised that. There you go. By the way, I don't know why I play other clips because that's what I said. And that's why I said, where is McCain and Flake? Why are they outraged at something like this, right? How come? I don't get it. Well, I do get it. They hate him. It's as simple as that. 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's more we'll get to. Uh, Don't go. I'm I'm deciding what should be next. Whatever it is, it's going to be really, really, really good. Don't go anywhere. Right now, here's the latest from Fox. Uh, Good morning. It was great. It was nice uh, weather and had a great weekend. Until you got the phone call from the contractor. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like this uh, bowling alley, uh, people are coming out of the woodwork contacting me. Uh, this individual does not want his name out there for fear of retaliation. So but sad. he said he did um, contracting work on this bowling alley uh, some time ago, and he said all of the pipes, I guess in the 50s what I found was that they were probably cast iron pipes, and they have had a lifespan of about 50 years, and they rust. Um, I'm not... Sure, uh, but this individual told me that they were and that these pipes are all rusted out and that when he did the work, he said all of the piping needs to be replaced. And his opinion was, and he is a contractor, he said this whole building should be, you know, bulldozed down. And he said oh. really the only value there is the land. Wow. Yeah. So so, I, cause I'm, I, so I'm thinking it just, it, you know, with the asbestos, did he mention anything about the asbestos or just about the rusted pipes? Uh, he just, you know, yeah, he agreed with the asbestos, and uh, yeah, he said the pipes are a mess. And then someone else, when I put that up, and um, have not spoken to this individual, but I got a message that they said check the electrical as well. That's probably a mess. Oh so, man! Um, you know, I think this. Uh, I don't know why this deal was done so quickly. Um, but it sure smells bad. Yeah. No. Again, when I when I when I bought a house, I hired an inspector. Right. Check every nook and cranny of this. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It wasn't uh, almost three million dollars. <laughs> wouldn't it I be know. wouldn't it be normal for Chuck Huckleberry to have an inspector go in to make sure they're not buying a money pit? Well, he typically has these deals. He decides he wants them and writes them up and puts them on the agenda. So uh, we should. Absolutely. We should do our due diligence and make sure everything's inspected. And, you know, why would you pay 30 percent over the appraised value and when I brought that up in the board meeting, the three just voted on it like they didn't even hear what I said, oh you know, that, that about the asbestos and the floors, the ceilings, the walls. And also, I'm, I'm guessing 1950, there could be some lead paint issues. I mean, on and on. And then I hear yeah. this about the pipes. 
they said, go have those inspected because they're rotten all through the whole building. So the, the four, and by the way, this is Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller on KNST AM 790. So the, the $4 million estimate in renovation costs from Chuck Huckleberry, do you have any idea, would that include repiping everything? Uh, you know, it was interesting when uh, I sent out the information about the asbestos and when, you know, we found that uh, inspection that was not, by the way, turned over to the supervisors. It was not provided to us. And no one even addressed that in the board meeting. It was like they didn't hear what I had to say. And uh, Chuck has never addressed it. Never so when he put out first uh, his first memo, he put it out that, you know, this was a great buy, et cetera. And then we brought out about the asbestos, and then we got the second memo. Oh, by the way, it's going to be four million to renovate, um, and it'll be worth ten million when we get done. Uh, I don't know how he can appraise a building like that, My but God. I'm wondering if he's planning to spend even more because I it it begs the question: Is that four million include asbestos? Yeah. Now, in the contract, there's supposedly a 45-day window in which they'll have to address any issues. There are a lot of issues there. This contract should have never been moved forward or voted on before we had done our due diligence. But this is what happens in Pima County. Uh, week after week, uh, they do these kinds of deals, and um, people are not protected. And it's really interesting. When it works, when we're leasing something out, we provide tenant improvements. We do everything for the University of Arizona going into the courthouse. Uh, and as you know, typically you do your own tenant improvements. But when it works, the deals work the other way. Um, this is the way it works. You know, we overpay. We, I don't know if you remember the church that we overpaid. Yep, from the, the Greek church. Yep, yep. And it, and it continues. And I think people are really hyper aware right now that... Um, you know, here we are asking them to, you know, making them think that we need another tax to be able to fix the roads, but we, we have an endless supply of money for these kinds of deals, mm-hmm. and I think it's really um, people are, are finally waking up and they're beginning to understand. And in this case here, uh, the, I mean, pipes, electrical, all of this stuff. Asbestos. And, and there, yeah, the asbestos. And there's been no reporting, no efforts to go and inspect this. And these people expect, you know, we just buy this and, and you'll forget about it mm-hmm. by the next election. And, and people have got to stop forgetting about it. I mean, I, I, I don't understand how these people continue to get elected in office year after year. Um, for the last 20, 20 odd years, we've had the same crew running this yep. place. That's right. And, 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 and people keep voting for them. I mean, we tried last time to get some new people in. They keep voting for the same people. And um, until they stop doing that, we're going to continue down this road. You're right. You're, because you're, you're. if Chuck Huckleberry happens to retire, they're going to get somebody else in there yep. uh, if you continue to elect the same board majority. So, uh, you know, it's frustrating. Um, and this guy is going to get to stay in there for free. Um, he has a bowling term- tournament next June. So what was the rush? What was the rush on this? Did we have people clamoring to buy this bowling alley? Yeah, was there any other competition? Anybody, anybody yeah. else bidding for this? Of course And not. again, again, is it a violation of, I mean, I guess it's not a violation of anything, is it? A, 
Well, is it, is it legal, the, the whole idea of the fact that he can stay there rent-free for a year, but then collect all the profits, not pay property tax, not pay rent, nothing like that? Right, right. There is a clause in the uh, statutes that allows Pima County to buy a property from someone and lease it back to them for less than, than market value. Mm. There's all these loopholes. You know, we have a gift clause that we're supposed to abide by, but there's a loophole. You know, uh, the statutes have been written to the point where everything is gutted, the gift clause. There's a loophole when you buy it and you lease it back because I was checking a while ago on some properties that we bought and we allow the person we bought it from to continue living on the property with, you know, 100 bucks a year um, and do their business and continue making their profits. The only difference is they're not paying property taxes anymore. There's, there's several of those. And so I had checked on that, but there is a loophole in the statutes. And unfortunately, we have a legislature that hasn't tightened up these statutes because there's so many conflicting statutes that at this point they can get away with it. Yep. And, um, yeah, this is the thing. Everybody goes, this is criminal. No, it's not because there are loopholes in the statutes. Is it unethical? It's unethical in my and opinion? it's wrong. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. But um, it, the criminal part, you know, there's it as long as there's, these loopholes in the statutes, they're going to continue to be able to get away with these types of deals. Well, listen, uh, Allie, do not get swept up in anybody else in the media. I, I very rarely, maybe three or four times in a bunch of years have ever mentioned, I'm not going to mention the dude's name, but the guy with the goofy hat that writes awful, stupid, boring, monotonous <laughs> opinions in the local paper. I mean, literally, it's just, it's just boring and stupid. Yeah. Um, it's don't, don't, hang, hang, yeah, exactly. Well, just ignore, I, I, I happen to see that, uh, he wrote a thing where he said people are tired of hearing the word no when it comes to new taxes to pay for roads. Yeah. And that's just like, it is fake news. It's irresponsible. He is like the Bud Foster of writers. So, yeah, you know, just don't even give him the time of day, okay? He's he's a press release writer, and he's dis- he's either disingenuous or dumb. It's he, either one of the two. Yeah, he comes in whenever Chuck needs a, a, exactly. a hit piece written on me, and he was hounding me last week and i don't talk to those people yeah, it's all it's fake news it. and forget it what's yep. the point you yep. want to sound you want a a bit that you can quote me on and twist my words so i don't even talk to them anymore mm. i put out my own information on my website if people want to see what's really going on go to my website all the documents are there. Yep. Judge for yourself. Yep. Don't believe the local fake news, and that's all it is. And real quick, that's why you said the the, the sewer permits or something like that was locked down about yeah, these Yeah, remember pipes? that that one yep. permit on the sewer? It was locked down, and we got a, a interesting uh, response back that it was oh, there's a plan in place, and and we locked the yeah. plans after we put them in, and we're still pursuing getting that information. So it begs the question, was there something in there about these rusted-out pipes? I don't know, but we're going to continue trying to get it. And, and, and most people find it hard to believe that the information, as a supervisor, that I just, just can't pull this information. Trust me, it's as difficult for, mm-hmm. for me, as a matter of fact, more difficult, because why wouldn't you have included those permits for removing asbestos if you were truly transparent? Yeah, you're damn There's right. a reason it wasn't included. Well, look, I think that uh, people are loving the fact that you're doing all this great work. That's why they all showed up at the beer club. I thank you for that. Oh, that, yeah, that um, was great. That was, was a lot of fun. Of met fun. a lot of people I hadn't met before. There you go. That's why we like yeah. to do it. Uh, and, and signs are starting to pop up. I don't know if you heard huh. about this. Uh, bad roads contact at Blame Allie Miller, and it's got my office phone number. 
and I absolutely encourage people, please call my phone number. <laughs> we will provide you with all of the information. Yep. And if I get a chance this week, I'm going to set up a table by one of those signs to hand out the information to people. That's fantastic. Um, and, yeah, it, it's great. Go ahead. You know, you guys keep putting those signs up because we want to respond. My office staff is prepared. We've got all the information. Contact my office. Send your emails in, and we will get you the information so you know what's going on. There you go. Yeah. Well, ignore the rest. Just yeah. call them what Trump calls them. Very fake news. Allie, <laughs> uh, the more that happens, please let me know. We'll, we'll put it out there, okay? Okay. Thanks, Gary. Thank Have you. a great day. You too. It's Allie Miller, Pima County Supervisor on KNST. Radio Station. A new strategy on Iran. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Two weeks after the U.S. pulled out of the nuclear deal, the new Secretary of State has a warning and an offer echoing the maximum pressure campaign being used on North Korea. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, live in Washington. Lisa, Iran will face the strongest sanctions in history if it doesn't give up its nuclear program. That from Secretary Pompeo, who outlined other U.S. demands, including backing off Israel, getting out of Syria, and releasing all U.S. citizens held in Iran. We hope, indeed we expect, that the Iranian regime will come to its senses. Pompeo said if Iran complies, U.S. will lift sanctions as well as restore diplomatic and economic relations. If not, he said Iran's economy will end up on life support. Lisa. Thanks, Rachel. Progress on trade talks with China rallying stocks. Right now, the Dow is up 303 points, getting back over 25K. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross tells Fox Business Network if the framework for fairer trade with China announced yesterday doesn't come to fruition, new tariffs planned by President Trump would take effect. But this is not a definitive agreement. This is a what we hope will be a path forward. The new CIA chief is sworn in, and though Gina Haspel is the first woman to be director, she's been with the agency for over 30 years. It has been nearly 50 years since an operations officer rose up through the ranks to become the director, and after the experience of the last two months, I think I know why that is. Haspel ultimately winning bipartisan confirmation in the Senate after offering assurances she would not support a return to the harsh interrogations of terror suspects used after 9-11. President Trump attending the swearing-in at CIA headquarters. Gina, congratulations. There is no one in this country better qualified for this extraordinary office. She thanked him for making the trip to Langley and pledged to justify the faith that's been placed in her. Fair and balanced. 